Welcome back into the showcast and another one of our famous interviews. Uh, right now, we have joining us a rising comedian uh, who you could find in the movie, the Tina Fey and Amy Poehler movie that just came out, Sisters. Uh, but you'll be able to find her weekly as well in Man Seeking Woman, which airs on Wednesdays at ten thirty on FXX. Uh, Britt Lauer has joined us. How are you, Britt? I'm doing really well. I'm in Topanga Canyon right now, which is one of my favorite places on the planet. Well, that's fun. Tell us what you're doing there, if you can. <laughs> I'm I'm shooting a I'm shooting a film up here, and in the meantime, I have found a parking lot that has reception where I can talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I love it up here. There's a bunch of hippies and horses, and it's, it's great. Oh, that's fun. Uh, it sounds like a little bit of the crowd that might get into Man Seeking Woman when you talk about, I don't know if you said hippies or hipsters, but that's kind of a, it's kind of an offish type comedy Man Seeking Woman is. Uh, we, did, we have talked to a couple people who have been on the show. We talked to uh, Eric Andre and we've talked to Maya, uh, who was in season one. But could you, could you give us some insight awesome. on what, uh, well, I guess what will be the same and what might be different uh, for viewers that saw season one and are now getting into season two at this point? Yeah, season two has um, has a lot in store for uh, people who love the show and maybe even people who are just coming to the show. Uh, it's, it, people, our characters make quite a few more mistakes than they did in season one, and the stakes are slightly higher. It's not even possible on this show. Um, but we're going to get to see a lot more vulnerability from all of the characters, uh, particularly in regards to Josh and um, the Greenberg family. You're going to get to know a little bit more about uh, our dynamic together. Yeah, I think that, that that's shown a little bit. I mean, we've seen uh, there will have been three episodes at this point. Um, so we've seen a little bit of that from Josh, certainly. And I think that we're going to see a little bit of that from you as well coming up here because I'm hearing rumors that the next episode that will air is the uh, classic Woman Seeking Man episode. Can you tell us a little bit about what we can look for there? And specifically with your character, Liz, because she's going to be the star, I think. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so Liz um, gets involved uh, with a, an older married man who's very successful and very well-known and very beloved by uh, the world over, and um, uh, she goes against her better instincts and becomes involved with a, a you know a man who is married, and that man is uh, known as Santa Claus. <laughs> I knew who it was before, and you uh, introduced him quite well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's uh, Liz goes a little extreme this episode. It's a bit risque and. She becomes vulnerable in a way that is um, totally understandable. I mean, she really falls for this guy. And um, it's just, she's not really, I mean, I guess she's, she's not really the ideal partner for her, but she goes for it anyway. Last year's episode was good, too, with the, uh, I forget his name. It was like Chuck or something, but it was a robot. Yeah, we're, um, we're making a list of all of the non- human uh, characters who we've had to have um, sexual relations with on the show, and the list is getting pretty long. I was going to say, <laughs> that, that you're going to run out of paper pretty soon. 
Yeah, there was it's a car true, involved yeah. so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, do you, um, I mean, you know, with the different, uh, maybe not specifically with a, a married jolly fellow from the North Pole, but do you have any maybe terrible or like good, bad date stories that you kind of pull from when you're doing the show? Well, gosh, I mean, the show for all of us is really autobiographical in certain ways. I mean, the, the scenarios are certainly extreme, and um, the, the metaphors are so stark, you know, in order to, to reach a, a kind of um, a point of hilarity. But at the same time, we're all grounding ourselves in our own, like, actual true emotions when we felt unrequited love or we felt lonely or we felt you know, desperate, and I think the similarities to our, our real life just kind of come down to, like, grounding ourselves in the scenes and making the characters feel authentic and, um, you know, that they actually are human beings. They're just experiencing something that's totally extreme. Yeah, I think um, I had mentioned this. I forget who, which which person we were talking to that I mentioned it to, but when I, like, I think the first episode when I watched it, I was kind of uh, confused because I didn't know that's what it was going into it. But then I kept watching a few more and it totally drew me. And I think my favorite thing that I'll always remember, I think it was, it must've been the second or third episode of last season with the whole texting thing. And they're in like basically the war room of texting. And it basically describes uh, anybody ever texting somebody interested or somebody they're interested in to a T essentially. Oh, totally. Yeah. And that's what's great about the show is that I think it teaches you how to watch it the more you watch it. Yeah. It's, it's, incredibly, it, it's incredibly hard to describe. Like, we go to these press events and, you know, we talk about the show which we love so much. But all of our descriptions are so vastly different from uh, each other. And I think that's uh, a testament to how um, unique the show is. Yeah, and I mean, I've been married for four years, and even I can relate to it just from memory. And and Steve here, for anyone <laughs> listening, is single, so he, I'm sure, can relate as well. But um, Britt, all I heard you say was Jay Baruchel has actually in real life had sex with a car before. That's the only <laughs> thing I heard you say. So <laughs> we, we go from there and move on. Uh, oh, poor Jay! Why did I have sex with an automobile. I mean, it only serves a right. I had in the course was a, a, a 1950s style giant metal robot last season. So, <laughs> you know, we, it's all fair. Like, Eric, Eric had to make love to a giant alien overlord. Um, <laughs> and save the world. Anyway, make for a good story around the Thanksgiving dinner table. And I guess, my, I think it was Maya had that giant dick monster, right? I forget what it was called also, but it was basically the big thing that had well, all the penises on it. What was that? The uh, didn't Maya have last? It was towards the end of last season. It was the big monster that based. Uh, what the heck was its name? You know the T. It had all like I, the penises on it, basically. Oh, oh, that was actually Minka Kelly. Minka Kelly oh, was a brilliant. Uh, okay, yeah, you're right. That episode and had a best friend named Tanaka. Who yeah, was that was it, Tanaka. Monster. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Yeah. Uh, well, a little bit. Yeah, there are more monsters. 
<laughs> I can only imagine where we go from uh, a big purple penis monster. But um, getting a little <laughs> bit more into like your background, you're from Illinois. You went to Northwestern. Did you basically go straight from there to L.A. or, or how did you kind of make your way out into Hollywood? I actually only recently moved to Los Angeles. I've been in Brooklyn for the past uh, few years out of school. Um, I kind of uh, was interested in the improv scene there and doing a lot of theater and uh, indie filmmaking. And um, my first job was actually on a, a, a little-known uh, television series called Big Lake that... Um, Chris Parnell and Alicia Sand and Chris Feather were a part of. Oh, yeah, we've had, we and, actually, uh, we've talked uh, to Chris before. He's awesome. Oh, he's perfect. Yeah, he's a such a funny, genuine guy. And um, Don Scarbino, who directed a lot of the Candy Rock series, um, was our director for that series. So I, that was my kind of my crash course in at least working on a television set, especially for comedy. Oh, okay. Well, how did, um, I mean, Steve had mentioned uh, when we brought you in about your role in Sisters. How did you end up landing that one? How did I land that one? Uh, I did, it's sort of a, the regular route, uh, going to an audition and um, going back in and, and, and doing it a couple of different ways. And then before I knew it, I was uh, uh, jumping up and down from the news from my agents. Oh yeah. I mean, well, I mean, they're, when you talk about women in comedy, I mean, they are, they are the quintessential hilarious women in comedy. Basically they're the perfect duo. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They, um, and they both have amazing books that they've written and, and they're, you know, in addition to being the funniest people on the planet, they're also super, uh, lovely and warm and, and very welcoming. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested uh, to hear your opinion about this because Adam mentioned you went to Northwestern, so we're hoping that you have a, a nice take on this. Um, but it's, I mean, it's easy for me and Adam as as men to sit here and say that Tina Fey and, and Amy Poehler are making huge waves in the, in the comedy world, and Amy Schumer as well can be thrown in that category, I think. But um, I think that it's no joke that or yeah, no joke. That's a bad pun. That the <laughs> comedy world is—it's kind of a man's world um, at at the moment. But I'm interested to see what you think about like the status of women, because it certainly seems like you're very funny in in a regular TV show, and Tina Fey certainly, and Amy Poehler, and Amy Schumer. So I'm I'm curious to see where you think the future is for women comedian, because it seems like there is some legitimate steam being gained in what is normally considered a boys' club, kind of. Yeah, um, I I think there's um, there, well there's so many hilarious women working right now and, and developing their own series. Obviously, Broad City is a, a terrific example of that. And um, I perform personally. I performed improv with uh, a bunch of women who I met at college, and we did improv there. And what I love about performing with them, and I, and I I love improvising with uh, people of every gender, but um, what I love in particular about performing with women is um, is just the, the way that we listen to one another is uh, is just a slightly different uh, animal. And 
I don't know, there's something um, nice and subtle about that, but I'm not sure if I'm answering your question. <laughs> that's, that's quite all right. It's, it's the, the, uh, the background is good. I guess, I guess I'm just curious to see what it's just coming from a woman's side on where um, kind of the status of, of women in the comedy world is. Yeah, because I mean, you moment. even. Because I think it's moving forward in, a, in the right direction, but I'm just it. interested. It's easy for me to say because yeah, I'm not well, a woman trying know, to make it in comedy. <laughs> My favorite scene from Sisters is when Tina and Amy are, like, trying on clothes, and then they just start bumping bellies with one another. <laughs> and what I find so exciting is just to see women getting along. I think that's why people respond to Broad City so well, too, is just, you see these hilarious women, and they're just having the time of their life with one another. And yeah. I... I think, you know, if anything, that's where comedy is going. I get a little, um, I, I'm like kind of not so into, uh, you know, characters being super mean to each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, you yeah. know, it creates conflict, but, you know, all right, let's establish that, like, women like each other, and then and then let's go from there. What's, yeah. uh, what's your opinion on the new Ghostbusters? Because that's going to be for ghost-busting women oh, now. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's going to be brilliant. I uh, I think Kate McKinnon is a genius, uh, and all of those women. I mean, I can't wait to see it. Did you? I uh, kind of an unexpected follow up here. Did you? Well, who were your kind of um, inspirations uh, growing up, or while you were in college, or even even now? Who you're trying to? Uh, I guess you don't want to say trying to emulate, but who uh, who was kind of your inspiration when you were going through the the acting ranks? Sure. Um, my introduction to, to improv comedy, which I keep bringing up because it's—I mean—I use it a lot on the show, and it's kind of what—it was kind of my intro to, to comedy. Was CJ uh, and Dave in, in Chicago? Okay. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of them, but they're this improv duo that um, performed at the Improv Olympic. So they were kind of my introduction to improv, and then, gosh, you know. Jane Curtin, Lily Tomlin, uh, Gilda Radner. I mean, I also really love uh, performers like Parker Posey. Um, Miranda July is incredible. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, all, all <laughs> classics, certainly. Um, well, we appreciate you you having the time to join with us. Um, we're kind of at our time here now, but like I said, I appreciate you joining us. You can follow Brit. Uh, it's Brit Lauer, at Brit Lauer on Twitter. That's L-O-W-E-R. And at Brittle on Instagram. Did I get those right? I should have asked you first, I think. You did. You totally got it right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and you can also check her out on Man Seeking Woman, which is going to be Woman Seeking Man. But that airs on FXX on Wednesdays at 1030, which follows Always Sunny, which is popular around these parts. So make sure to check her out there. And thanks a lot, Britt. We appreciate it. Yeah, Britt, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. super fun. Awesome. Uh, stay tuned, everybody. We'll be back with a little bit more of the showcast right after this.